The Holy Spirit is our faith, and this is faith to live by. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joseph Helen, and I'm coming to you with a new series. I just finished the series on the gift of tongues. And now I'm dealing with the Holy Spirit as faith, or in other words, how to live by faith. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our everything. He is the Word of God. He is the wisdom of God. He is the power of God. He is the life of God. He is the power that raised Jesus victorious from the dead. And the Bible says when that same Holy Spirit dwells in you, that Holy Spirit will quicken or vitalize your mortal body. The Bible says that even if your body were dead because of sin, the Holy Spirit would give it life because of righteousness. And that is found in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 10. That because of righteousness, because you are saved, you are a new creature as a result of your righteousness that you get because Jesus, your righteousness, has become the word richly dwelling in you. That if your body were to be destroyed by sickness to the point of death, the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 10, that the Spirit of God will give it life because you are His righteousness. All right, now I want to teach you about how to live by faith. And I want you to know that everything that we require in the kingdom of God is made or born out of the Holy Spirit. So He is our faith, He is our life. So the Holy Spirit is your faith and He is the one that causes you to live by faith. All right, now I want to take you to the Word of God. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that faith is like a check written as the evidence of money being transferred to you. So if someone were to write a check to you, that check is evidence of the fact that you have been paid. But that check it itself isn't the money. It's the underlying reality of the money that you are about to receive. So yes, you say, oh, I'm rich. They wrote me $1,000 check. But if I were to ask you to go and spend it, you wouldn't because you haven't yet withdrawn the actual cash. It's still in check form. So faith is exactly the same as a check, okay? Are you getting me? It's also like a title deed of a piece of land. A title deed isn't the piece of land, but it is a sign or proof that the piece of land belongs to you. So the deed isn't the land, but it's the underlying reality of your ownership of the land. It's the evidence that the land is yours. So you still have to go and walk up and down the length and breadth of the piece of land whose ownership is established by the title deed. You still have to go to the bank to withdraw money whose ownership is established by the check that was written to you. You understand that? So as a child of God, you've been made righteous by the resurrection of Jesus. As a result, faith becomes your lifestyle. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. The day you got saved, the day you are given a brand new spirit by God because of your belief 
in the kindness, the mercy, and the goodness of Jesus. Because of believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sin. Because of believing that he rose again to make you righteous, to make you new creation. Because you believe that he ascended and defeated the principalities and powers. And because you believe that he was glorified together with you. Remember everything Jesus went through, you went through as well. Everything Jesus went through on the cross, you went through as well. All his victories were your victory. This is the reason why you cannot be condemned because you already punished on the cross when Jesus was crucified. The Bible says we are crucified with Christ. We no longer live, but Christ lives in us. That's Galatians 2 verse 20. That the life we live in the flesh, the life we live physically, we live by faith. By faith in Christ Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us. So, to live this life, you need to have faith in what Jesus did on the cross. And what Jesus did during resurrection and what he did during ascension, defeating all the principalities and powers and what he did during glorification, where he seated in the right hand side of the Father. And the Bible says we are seated in Christ in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the fact that he sent his Holy Spirit who has now filled our hearts, the Holy Spirit that reveals the word of God to us. And the word of God is what brings us faith because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God and accept it and believe it, that's called faith. Faith has entered you because you heard the word of God. And you need to live by that word that you heard. You don't live by your culture. You don't live by your training. You don't live by your environment. You don't live by how you were raised. You live by the word of God because you are saved. You are no longer born of your father or mother. You're born from above. You're born of God. You become the God kind. It's important for you to understand that identity. Most people are saved but still think that they were born of their parents, which is why they tolerate sickness and tolerate disease and tolerate suffering and tolerate whatever things that are negative in their lives. You mustn't tolerate anything that has not been promised to you as new creation. And if there's something in your life that is not in tandem with new creation, you have all authority to expel it from your life. You have all authority to cast it out of your life. So the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16 to 17 that I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's God's power for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel is the power of God to bring salvation. Now, the word power, there's dunamis. Dunamis is where we get dynamite from. Dunamis is the ability to effect a change, the ability to cause a change. So the gospel gives you the ability to cause changes in your life. These changes could be character-based, they could also be financially based, they could be marriage-based, family-based, they could be anything based. But when you hear the gospel, something must yield. There must be a change because it's the power of God. This is what God used to create the heavens and the earth, the expanse of the sky, the stars, the moon, the sun. All that you see in the galaxies were created by the word of God, which is also what we preach as the gospel. 
Okay? Now, Romans 1 verse 17 says, For the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith, from one level of faith to another, just as it is written, the righteous by faith will live, or the righteous shall live by faith. So I want to teach you how to live by faith, because the Bible says the righteous live by faith, and the Holy Spirit is our faith. And the Holy Spirit has already been poured into our hearts, the Bible says, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Bible also says that love never fails. So look at this. If the Spirit of God is in you, who has shed the love of God in your heart, he sprinkled the love of God, poured the love of God, overflowed your heart with the Word of God, overwhelmed you with the Word and the love of God. And if love never fails, then you cannot fail. And even if you failed before, by realizing that you have the love of God, you're going to start succeeding in every single thing that you do. So the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? The just are those who are saved. Now, a lot of people who are saved, who still make certain mistakes, think that they are no longer just or righteous. You need to settle this once and for all, that your righteousness is not based on what you do or what you don't do. Your righteousness is based on your family. You're now a member of the family of God. You are born of your father and mother, but then this time around you're born from above. The spirit that you were before you were saved was supplanted by a brand new spirit that never existed before. And this spirit is the new you, is the one we call new creation. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 that if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Behold, all the things are passed away and everything has become new and all these new things have become of God. So you are of God. In fact, the Bible says you're of God, little children. You've overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are of God and you've overcome them. And this is the power by which we overcome the world, even our faith. Do you see that? So by faith, you can live a victorious life. You can live a victorious, wonderful, beautiful life by faith. And faith comes when you hear the word of God. As I'm speaking right now, faith is filling your heart because you're hearing the word of God. Faith is filling your heart because you're hearing the word of God. You're hearing the wisdom of God. You're hearing the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You're hearing the very same words that God used to create the heavens and the earth. By faith, the Bible says, the worlds were created from what didn't even exist. From what didn't even exist, now we have tangible material world that we live in. By faith. So God operates by faith. That's what the Bible says in Romans 1 verse 17. For, for the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith, from God's faith to your faith. You live by God's faith. And that faith that belongs to God must be transferred to you because you're now born of God. So you must operate like him. You're, you're created in God's image and you are created in his likeness. That means you look like God and you act like God. And how does God act? He acts by faith. That means he acts by his words. His words are sure, the Bible says, they cannot return void. They accomplish the purpose for which he sent them.
So if you speak the word of God, just be assured that that word is not going to fail. It will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. But you see, you need to know the word first before you can speak it. A lot of people don't know the word of God. They've not taken time to read to know the word of God. So many people operate based on speculation and based on what they hear around them. But you need to get into the disciplined habit of reading the word of God for yourself so that you can develop faith all by yourself. Okay, now the gospel is good news and it contains power to effect change. So this change brings salvation. Now salvation is a package of eternal life, health, prosperity, peace and joy. Salvation is everything you need to be successful on the face of the earth. That's what salvation is. So the gospel has everything a person could ever need. This is why you should never be ashamed of it. It contains everything you could ever need. The gospel brings salvation and salvation is the package of what you need. The money is found there. Good health is found there. Peace and prosperity is found there. Eternal life is found there. You are assured of the world to come because of the gospel. And when you hear the gospel, your faith grows because the gospel is oagelion, which is really eulogy or good news, saying something good about somebody. So when you hear the gospel, God is eulogizing you. In fact, it's very interesting because you were crucified with Christ. You actually died. So you have to be eulogized. You see, when people die and eulogy is done or a tribute, it's always something positive that people say about the dissident or the demised. But here we are crucified with Christ, but we resurrected. When we resurrected, we became new creation. Now, your new your status as new creation is activated when you believe in Christ Jesus. And that's when you're given a brand new spirit. For that reason, we have to eulogize you. We have to say beautiful things about you. And those beautiful things are what we call the gospel. Good news. The gospel can never be bad news. So, the gospel to a sinner is forgiveness. The gospel to a poor person is prosperity. The gospel to a sick person is healing. The gospel to a troubled, fearful person is peace. The gospel to a lonely person is love and family. It's good news consistently. So there's nothing you can ever do that the gospel cannot fix. And the gospel is the power of God to bring you salvation, eternal life, prosperity, health, peace, riches, anything you could ever want is found in the gospel. So as you hear this, you see your faith is growing. There's something stirring up in your spirit. You can feel that there's hope now. That's how your faith grows. And that's the faith with which you live. Okay, now, in the gospel is found the righteousness of God that is imputed through faith. This faith moves from one level to a higher one as you hear more and more of the word of God. How should one live by faith? It is by responding to life its challenges and motions by the word of God. When you feel pain in any part of your body, don't focus on the pain, but on what the word of God says about it. That's faith, and it will always work. If there was any form of sickness or any form of pain in any part of your body or in any part of your body or in any organ of your body, don't focus on that pain, but rather focus on what God says. What does he say about pain? He carried a pain. He carried our sorrows. By his stripes we have been healed. So if you hear that and you hear it over and over again until it becomes your mindset, then that mindset is going to produce the healing that he talks about because your spirit is wired to operate by the word of God. Okay? 
Now, if it didn't work, then it wasn't faith because faith works all the time. There is no place written and God said, let there be light and there was a delay. There's no place written and God said, let the waters produce the fishes and the birds and there was delay or it never worked. Everything God says comes to pass. All that he says must work. And if you're operating by his faith, if you're operating by his word, then everything you say must come to pass. Why is it that you may pray and nothing happens? It's because you haven't grown in faith. There's a certain amount of faith you need to move certain things, okay? There are different levels of faith, and I'm going to teach you about all types of faith, even the gift of faith, the one that you use when you want to see miracles happening. I'm going to teach you about all that. But now I want to teach you how to live by faith. You live by the instructions of the Word of God, but you must know that Word before you can live by it. Wow, it's this wonderful. Now, if you look at the book of Habakkuk, he says that the just shall live by God's faith. This faith comes when you hear the word of God and after hearing, you meditate on it until it becomes your mindset. Meditate on it until it becomes your mindset. What's meditation? In the Bible, meditation is to roar. Roar the word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's roaring the word. Say it out aloud. Say it to yourself. Or say it to someone else who believes the same way as you do. Or mumbling it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or whispering it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, or singing it, the Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. Or thinking it, just rolling it in your mind until it completely occupies every space in your mind. He's my shepherd, I shall not want. So that even if one has come to auction you, it doesn't matter anymore because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. And if you can rise to that level, of assurance and confidence in the Word of God, the Word will start working for you. For most people, the Word never works because they don't know enough of it. And even if they know it, they have not meditated long enough for it to become a mindset, your way of reacting, your sentiment, your opinion. You see, your status, your mental status. Are you getting that? Your The, you, the way your mind is wired. You must reach a point where your reaction is the word. Your reaction, any anytime something happens to you, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is the word of God. The first inclination is the word of God. Your mental disposition is the word of God. That's when faith works. Anything less will not work. And if it does, only a little bit. Because after all, a little bit of faith still works, but it only works a little bit. You need great faith. Jesus talked about great faith. I'll come to that in future episodes. But in this particular case, I want to encourage you to live by faith. So Habakkuk says that the just shall live by faith. So when you hear and meditate on the word of God, you develop the mindset of the word. And after that, you speak that very word. Now, when you're faced with any situation, whether good or bad, the first thing that should come out of your mouth is what the word of God says about that situation. You need to know what the Bible says about every situation. That's why it's important for you to get into serious study of the Word of God. So your resultant actions must also be based on the Word of God. That's what faith is. Habakkuk 2 verse 4 says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. That those who don't have faith are always proud. You know, their souls are lifted up in them. They think they're greater than everyone else. They think they don't need anyone. But the Bible says the just shall live by his faith, the faith of God. Now, the law ignites the passions for sin, but faith overcomes the world. A person who operates through faith has been redeemed from the law. 
you got to understand that being under the law, being under the commandments, the ones that Jesus fulfilled and abolished, and then he brought the law of love. Okay, there's the spirit of love in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of love in Christ Jesus. See, in Romans 8 verse 1, the Bible says, There therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, verse 2, has freed them from the law of sin and death. So the law of sin and death is the one Jesus fulfilled by dying. After fulfilling it, he abolished it and introduced the law the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of love, the law of grace, where you believe in Christ and everything true about Christ becomes true of you. But in the past, you had to sacrifice, you had to do by works, those things that were seen as spiritual. And the Bible says those animals that were sacrificed could not really remove sin. But Jesus, the high priest, having done everything, sat down. In the Old Testament, priests were not allowed to sit because the work was never complete. But Jesus completed the job. He said, it is finished. And then he sat down at the right-hand side of the Father, waiting until all his enemies had made his footstool. Oh, the Word of God is just so beautiful. Galatians 3.11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. So to be justified is to be acquitted of any fault or any wrongs. For you to be acquitted of any fault, for your case to be thrown out of the, the court, for there to be no condemnation or no charges leveled against you, you need to be living by faith. But if you live by the law, then any charge can be leveled against you. Okay, that justly by faith. So the Bible says you cannot be justified or declared just as if you never sinned by the law. The law will always condemn you. The law will always accuse you. The law will tell you you lied. The law will tell you you committed adultery. The law will tell you you stole. The law will tell you you hated somebody. But faith will tell you you are full of love. You're full of forgiveness. You've been acquitted. You've been justified. You've been sanctified. You've been purified by the blood of Jesus. You've been washed by the washing of water by the word that Jesus died on the cross on your behalf and you died with him because now you have faith in him. You see, if you have faith in somebody, you become one with that person. If you believe in Christ, you become one with Christ. And if you're one with him, then you're crucified with him. So all sins that you ever committed before, during, and after were all punished on the cross. Now there's something about the justice system of God and his justice system is such that he never punishes the same sin twice. He never punishes the same sin twice. That is the justice of God. His nature is that he will not punish you twice for the same offense. It's called double jeopardy in law. God does not jeopardize your life twice. You are jeopardized on the cross with Jesus and that's enough. You don't need another punishment, which is the reason why right now if you make any mistake, you merely receive forgiveness. Say, Father, I receive forgiveness for life. And that's it. It's done. Father, I receive forgiveness for this bad thing that I did. It's done. You don't need to cry for it. You don't need to fast. You don't need to pray. You need to receive because it was already punished on the cross. It's like when somebody was jailed and then a good Samaritan, a good fellow comes and pays a fine for them. The moment the fine is paid, you see, the person is free. But if the person does not say so. If they don't say, oh, my name is Mr. Johnston and my bail has been paid or the fine has been paid, he will remain in custody. But if he says, my fine has been paid and here is evidence of that payment, he will be freed. So if you make a mistake and you say, oh, here is evidence of my forgiveness, the cross of Jesus, immediately you're acquitted. That's what's called being justified. The law will not justify you. Trying to be good will not justify you. Trying to prove 
your, your Christian faith will not justify you. But living by the word of God, accepting what God has done for you as new creation, that will justify you. That just shall live by faith. So, if you follow the Ten Commandments, you will not be justified. You will not be acquitted of all wrongs. Faith alone justifies. That means if you believe in what God says about you now that you're saved, what you believe is what's imputed to you. It becomes true of you and it supplants the negatives or the wrongs that you've done. So the law actually brings or arouses sinful passions, but faith brings victory. In Romans 7 verse 5, International Standard Version, the Bible says, For while we were living according to our human nature, sinful passions were at work in our bodies by means of the law to bear fruit resulting to death. So the law actually arouses sinful passions. Have you ever noticed when you're told, wet paint, don't touch, there's always a desire to touch? Because the law is designed to arouse in you what breaks it so that the law can kill you. The law is intended to kill you. So it deceives you. It tells you don't touch. Then it arouses the desire in you to touch. Once you touch, it has you. Okay? Because if you break it, it kills you. The letter of the law always kills. But grace brings life. Oh, glory to Jesus. We thank God that when you live by faith, then there is no more death in your life. Faith is a product of grace. And faith takes from grace and distributes God's blessings to his people. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God. By grace you are saved. You are saved by grace through faith. Okay? You are saved by grace through faith. So grace gives you a vehicle called faith. And that faith is what brings you salvation. And it's a gift. It's not something you work for. So grace uses faith to save. That salvation makes you righteous. This righteousness is never affected by your faults, not at all. It rectifies your faults and makes you operate right. It removes the faults. It just doesn't forgive. It removes them. It's like when you're writing using a pencil and you realize that the, there are some mistakes, you merely just erase it. And if you erase it, there will be no more evidence that it existed. If you're typing on your computer and you highlight a sentence and delete it, it's gone. That's what faith does. It deletes what is wrong and writes what is right. After some time, you'll find yourself practicing what is right and you'll be able to do what's right consistently. Okay? As a just or righteous person, you must live by the word of God. And that's what's called living by faith. Don't live by your culture, tribe, education, or experiences. Live by the word of God. Read it over and over until it becomes your mindset. In Hebrews 10 verse 38, the Bible says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So those who live by tradition or socialization tend to draw back from the things of God. Let the word of God replace all that you've been socialized to know and do. You see great results in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to me. If this message has blessed your heart, then please subscribe, share with your friends, and click that button that says favorite. Let other people be blessed by it as well. I look forward to teaching you more about faith, the Holy Spirit as our faith, the different types of faith so that you can grow your faith. I pray for you and I bless you. Be successful and be prosperous in everything. And if you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, this is the moment for you to receive him. You say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. 
and rose again for my justification, for me to receive eternal life. I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I declare now that I'm born from above. I'm saved. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer, now you're a child of God. So begin to build your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more of the word you hear, the more faith you develop. Until next time, my name is Joseph Helen. I love you so very much. Bye-bye. Thank you.